Welcome to the We RTR podcast, a podcast about everything Traveler's Rest, with your host Lacey Keegley and Brandon Timms. Enjoy! Good morning, guys. Um, Brandon, I, I don't usually do introductions, so I'm feeling a little <laughs> pressure this morning. So how are you doing this week? Good, real good. Yeah. Finally yeah. got through all this rain and got got back to work. Yes, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, yes, and I'm I'm feeling a little, you know, a lot of feelings this morning because my daughter's graduating from high school this weekend, and that's got me all emotional. Um, but we are out here on the trail actually, and we're here with Shanice Chris. Good morning, Shanice. Good morning. And um, Shanice has all kinds of titles, but um, one of the things I like best about Shanice, and when I first met you, is just literally your smile. It's so bright and welcoming, so it's like inviting in. But Shanice Thank is you. on, yeah, you're welcome, on town council, a professor at Furman, um, and probably a host of other things we'll get to talk about. Um, but we'll start with um, town council, and just kind of tell us how long you've been on town council, and what kind of got you there. Okay, so I'm from Greenville, and at 18 I left, and 18 years later I came back. So then, oh, that's fun timing. <laughs> it is. It really is. So when I first came back, we were staying with my dad while we looked for a home. And we found a home last street of the city limits of Traveler's Rest. Oh, that's lucky. <laughs> and then there's a special election when Brandy was elected mayor, so her seat came open. Yes. And so I've been only in city of Traveler's Rest maybe a few months. I was like, this is it. <laughs> I can run. So it's been a few years. And I've already run twice it's a two-year term right it's a four-year four term, term okay but when I did the special election I had like a little less than two years left mm. than that then I had to run again so I've been on town council two or three years and I've already run twice that's really funny yes, yes. I actually would love to be on town council but I don't ah. live in the city limits well, and it's oh. a, I, I actually have I have definitely thought <laughs> about it but you know you know a, how hard it is to find land in exactly right it's a little tricky right now <laughs> yeah but that is definitely a goal because I think it'd be great I'd like to do that too well here's an idea you can keep your home rent in TR it has to be your primary mm. residence so if you were to rent in TR and that's your primary residence yeah then you could I could maybe maybe as kids um, as, as kids are leaving the nest maybe I'll have both things Brandon I think you wanted to serve on council and stuff before having yeah, you I would, I would like to like but I, I, like you said I'm like just slightly out of the uh, the, the I guess the uh, the area where I have to be so well there is a house for sale in my neighborhood oh so good to know how many bedrooms I need one <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't you? Yeah, well, am I about to share something I can't are. share? Yeah, no, we, we, we can share. you got another <laughs> okay. one on the way. So They're another expecting baby another baby. On the way. I was like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> That's you. awesome. So we've been looking at houses, and five, six-bedroom houses are crazy oh. expensive. So You know, just let kids share rooms. It's gonna, yeah. That's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, we're still, but you, we still yes. need something bigger than what we got now. Yes. But, yeah. I actually saw two just come up, um, really cute TR houses. Um, I put them on, on our... Um, Instagram stories you should look at them and they yeah. were maybe four bedroom it was really mm. cute and a kind of a reasonable price range yeah, yeah. anyway check it out yeah so you moved here for Furman for the job yes okay so tell us about what you do at Furman oh it's really interesting so a lot of people think about professors focused on teaching but really it's three components you teach which I teach public health I teach humor and politics what that's a class yes that's yeah. fun it was we did I taught that during the presidential election and oh. so if you think about <laughs> the tonight shows, the late night shows, and different things yes. like that. Yes, oh, what a fun Saturday class. Night Live, all of that. Yes. Um, I also teach health policy, and I teach an intergroup dialogue class just so we can learn to talk to each other again. I find with Generation Z, which that's the age group that is in college yes. now, everybody's so used to texting mm. and social media just to have these good dialogues. 
So the second component that I do at my job is research. So I do public health research. And I'm part of a national research collaborative called Big Data for Health Equity. So my research partner, she's at the University of California, San Francisco. We have Berkeley, UCLA, University of Maryland. And um, one of the main researchers there, she just got a grant for $3.3 million. Wow. And I'm, I'm on this research team. And it's looking at how discrimination can impact health. So I do wow. a lot of research in that area. Also community research local. So okay. I helped with this intervention called Triple P, Positive Parenting Program. And we did it in West Greenville. And then we looked at the results Did that help with parenting. So oh, the beautiful neat. thing about being at a liberal arts institution like Furman, you can have openness to your research. Yeah. If I was to work at a research oriented school where that's the first focus, then you have to be very detailed, you're expert on this thing, but you do everything. Well here, I get to have breath. Yeah. And then the third thing for a university job is that you do service. And so hmm. I've been the chair of the appeals committee. So when students have different academic concerns, they can do those appeals. We have diversity, equity, inclusion committees. Interesting. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. I, I, I think the classes, I hadn't really thought about the professorship also including research. That's a whole different thing. Um, how do you balance, I mean, I know you have a family, um, and those are, you know, kind of three areas. How do you balance all those things at the same time? You know, you know one <laughs> thing that's been very helpful, I think everybody's wired a certain way, and I think God wired me to be a conductor, meaning that I can have different things, so I'm focused on this thing, and then mm. I go to the next thing, and the second thing is a very good calendar, yes. and so each week I have a meeting with myself <laughs> to plan what's happening, yes. so I'm intentional, so I can touch every piece that I need to. And the third is Damon, my husband, is very supportive, and Sage goes to school with him. He's a teacher. She goes to school there. That's perfect. It is. That works really well, yeah. So all three of those things working together makes it happen. And then, we're not going to mention, with the university job in general, of course, Travels Rest City Council, but other board service. I'm on the Prisma Health Board. Goodness. And then I'm on Public <laughs> Education Partners. I'm on a new committee for Greenville County Schools. I'm on several <laughs> philanthropy boards. But this is what gets me. I like research to see why things happen. And then I'm really into interventions and policy, applied things in mm. the community. And so when I see board service, I'm like, my contribution along with the team is making a change for this program right now yeah. for all these people. And so I, I'm going to have to evaluate, decide which which area I'm going to focus on. Yes. Yeah, I know that's, that's a lot. I, I, I have trouble, trouble just doing what I do. I can't imagine you know, doing <laughs> well, you all, know, I, all that. I just think some people are born multitaskers and some people aren't, and that's okay. I mean, I think yeah. tapping into your strengths and knowing what you're good at. So are you a paper, a paper calendar person or are you like on the phone? It's so funny. I was paper until I had a conversation with a classmate. He said, what if you lose that calendar? <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> so then I went to Google Calendar. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I'm... I was like, oh my gosh. And you know how things change so much with your schedule. Yes. And so in my paper calendar, it would get so messy. Mark out. Here, here. Mark out. Yes. And then Google could just move it over. It's so neat. And it is so neat. Are you a paper? Do you do a calendar? 
I mean, you've got it. Yeah, no, I, I do a calendar, but it's uh, it's through my CRM. It keeps up with all my. I don't even know what's a CRM. Like customer relations okay. management or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Well, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> sounds right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it just keeps up with my my work schedule, and uh, then you know my wife she puts everything in like the Apple calendars, and it yes. all pops up and keeps me straight. See, I did I did the Apple calendar for a while, but I I it actually stressed me out to see all the dots every day to have a dot on it. <laughs> Like, you know, on the Apple calendar, like, like there's just a dot if you if you have anything that day. So I actually moved a couple years ago to paper calendars, like a bullet journal, where you kind of are making it yourself. And I feel like it has saved my sanity because what it's allowed me to do is if someone says, can you do something, I have to say, because I don't carry it with me all the time. So I have to say, I'll check my calendar. Because I tend to be like, okay, sure, yes, yes, I can fit that in. But if I have to check my calendar, it gives me a beat, and then also I can look at the calendar and be like, oh, it's actually very full. Um, and I can also just have a thought, be like, no, I actually I need to tell that person no. Do you say yes to everything? I do not say yes to everything. I said no to four other invitations for boards, like last week. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you feel like to. it's you like... You wouldn't have time to do anything. Oh, else. yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't. Do you feel like once you get on one, it's like sort of you, you know a person, you know a person? Because I think that that's hard to make... Um, it's hard to get in sometimes into these boards. It's hard to know when they have an opening. It's hard to know... You know, so I think once you're in, it's like your name gets out there differently. I agree, and I want to say this. If you or someone you know is interested in board service, please let me know, because I'd be happy to pass names along. Yeah, I actually am. I, so it's funny. Um, I, I applied to be on a, um, a Greenville County Planning Commission board, mm -hmm. and I went to the – it's my first time ever, you know. So I kind of kept it on the down low, because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this, whatever, because you just apply online. Right. And so then I went to the interview. And, um, and there was just one seat, and I think there were 10 of us who interviewed, and I didn't get it. Um, but I was like, okay, how, how do you break in? How do you get into these things? I have a so, tip for you, specifically yeah. for that one. Okay. Because I applied for one of those before city council. You need to reach out to your um, representative before okay. you go. Tell them you're interested, that you're going to come. If you have any connections to the other ones, check in with them. Send emails or okay. calls. So they see your name, and that helps. Yes. Actually, it was a tourism board. I don't know why I said planning. It was a okay. tourism board. Tourism was what I wanted. Because I felt like that fit, like, you know, what I'm doing with my right. career. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I want it. But it was, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to Well, to that, that feels like that would be a perfect fit. And if it you does. had reached out before and told them about all the yeah. awesome things that you do, that would have let them be like, oh, yes. Maybe I didn't send the right email to the right person. I don't know. We'll try again in the future. <laughs> let me know. I can. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I would love to know. Yeah. So, um, before TR, I mean, I know a little bit of your story, of course, because we've chatted before, but um, so everyone can hear. Before TR, um, you were in Peace Corps, is that right? No. Or AmeriCorps? No? Right before TR, I was at Harvard. Okay. So, Let's, yeah. when I, when I <laughs> just briefly, at 18, when I left, I went to Atlanta to okay. a liberal arts school called Oklahoma University. Then I worked in public health consulting. Then I worked at a church. This church at the time was 5,000 people, Good. over 100 nations represented. I was helping with the curriculum of the small groups. In Atlanta? Or in Atlanta. Wow. Now I think they have like 15,000 people. Goodness. And still thriving. And then Damon and I went to the Peace Corps in Guyana, served there. I was working for the Ministry of Health, which is the National our Health and Human Services, and I had a talk, talk show. A you television talk show? show. Oh, I did. Wow. In, in Ghana. In Guyana. Guyana. In South okay. America. Oh, yes. my word. And then after that, I did my doctorate degree at the Harvard School of Public Health. Oh, I forgot. I went to Emory, too. Okay. Oglethorpe, <laughs> Emory for Masters of Public Health, then Public Health Consulting, Church, Peace Corps. Then I did my doctorate at the Harvard School of Public Health. And then I did a second master's at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. Ah, goodness, that's and a lot. Here. So you just then love here. learning. 
I do. <laughs> I, I consider myself a lifelong learner. Yeah. And I feel that I learn something every day from everybody. I don't think you have to have, everybody has a unique experience and I just enjoy whatever that, like for instance, I love to learn more about what you do. It's like a, a different world and that intrigues me. Yes. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all the student loans. God. Uh, I, oh well. <laughs> I was just here school. I was like student loans. Oh. Well, the good thing is I only, I only had student loans for Emory, and I paid that off. Everything else I had fellowships and scholarships. So oh, exciting. Damon and I have been debt free from student loans for years. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I got mine paid off. I was so happy. I, you know, it's funny. It's a, and that's be interesting to talk about actually because you know for us we're right on the cusp of that. Where I mean, like I have one daughter graduating this weekend and then I have you know two kids right after her next year next year and um and student loans have been all the conversation and so she's and she's really committed to not having any and to being debt free she really um, she took a financial aid like a finance class in college high school it's been really helpful um but you know it, it's it's if the deck feels stacked against you you know when you're looking at um liberal arts schools right now um it's really hard and so I mean like and, and maybe talk to that a little bit like Furman's an expensive school um, and I think sometimes, this is probably a deep subject and we could spend forever on it, but I think sometimes that high price tag also hurts diversity. And what's, I don't know, what's the solution? Like, I mean, you guys are kind of in the middle of that. And I think Furman's working That's true. to do something about it. Okay, so with liberal arts institutions, most, like you said, have a high price tag. But most also offer a lot of, um, a lot of support, financial support. Mm -hmm. So I think some people are deterred from the price tag and not realizing that most students have some support in that way. Yes. Now, when it comes to diversity, we are working on that. And President Davis has done a phenomenal job. And so it's different. It's a lot of different models. They think about cohort models. So for instance, if I'm the only one of my race or ethnic background, I might feel um, uncomfortable. But if there's a cohort coming in, I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit more comfortable. So. It's models like that that people are considering. And what does that look like? What does a cohort look like? A cohort is maybe you'll be part of a certain program and everybody has a similar background. Okay. And you get potentially, <coughs> you may get classes on what are office hours. Like for instance, a lot of our students, they come from private schools and they feel comfortable talking to a professor. They feel comfortable seeking office hours. Mm. Then you have another cohort of, of students they don't know what the office hour is. They don't know that the professor is accessible, even though I'll say, please come see me. It's not something they feel comfortable with. So different seminars and sessions to discuss those types of things. Interesting. Especially yeah. for first generation students too. Yes, yeah, and I was actually a first generation student. Um, and it was funny, so growing up in- <laughs> um, Growing up, like I was the first person in my family on both sides to go to college. And it was funny because I, at the beginning, I kind of got a chip on my shoulder about it. Like, okay, look, I'm going to college, and you know. Um, and then I, you know, I taught school for a lot of years, and then I home educated my kids. And so I sort of assumed college was just going to be like, yeah, and that's really important. And the and the more I teach, and the more I raise kids, the less I'm convinced that college is the only way now. Which I think is helpful to broaden horizons because I think for years I was like, well, college, you got to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think that. And I actually think it's great now we have so many more options that are beginning to have the same viability as a college degree and I love that I think that's I don't know I think it's really hopeful for our kids that that don't fit one mold you know? I totally agree with you and honestly I really appreciate the value of community college and learning a skill mm. and a trade I think that it regardless you have to know how to do cer certain things that may be from experience because your parents grew up in this industry and you know how to do it but long as somebody to me 
has a passion and a direction, so it's something that can be turned into income. Yes. That's important. Yeah. I think jobs, instead of going to, like you said, a trade school, mm-hmm. like you need to have on the job kind of training. That's mm-hmm. what I would. Like apprenticeship? Yeah. And, but like maybe you pay them to go work or something instead of school. I must or, or they, yeah. they, they, you work for free or something for a little bit and learn this skill that you want. Yeah, I think it's great. That's, I mean, I went to school for like body shop stuff. I already knew how to do it, you know, because I've been doing it since I was like 10, or, you know, since I could pick up a piece of sandpaper. <laughs> so, because my dad never gave me an allowance, he's like, you better get out there and help me sand that car. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, a good job for you. But yeah, so I, if, if you, that's something you want to do. Like, I went to school and I felt like I kind of almost knew more than the actual teacher that was trying to teach us. Yeah. So, you just, you know, maybe take some companies and say, hey, train these people. They want to work here. That's where I think it needs to go. Yeah. For like, especially with, you know, service industry or, you know, skilled jobs like that. I think that's a good idea. And I believe some companies are doing it, but I don't think it's as widespread as these other options. Right. Maybe no. you could do it with yours. Oh, well, I mean, I've got people that, I mean, I'm training them up. And I mean, I pay them, obviously, but, you know. Yeah. People that I'm training them up. And I don't know that the, the detailing industry is like, something a lot of people want to get into messing with dirty cars all the time but, <laughs> yeah but there's always but I mean, somebody you know, we need plumbers we need welders For we need sure. you know, we do the stuff skilled labor like that is is, is hard to find and, and well nobody paid. No, nobody is well very well i mean there's welders out there making 25 dollars yes. an hour well, like, i know how much i pay the electricians yeah. to come to my house and yeah electricians like, yeah, plumbers <laughs> i mean stuff like that is like you got a skill set like that you can make a lot of money you just yeah. gotta i feel like everybody just wants a white collar job now and not the to work because college has yes. been put up some, such a high pedestal that nobody wants to do this anymore. But I think you know it's it's that's where it needs to get back to because we still need all those people. For sure. I mean, yes. when you toilet breaks, who are you calling? You ain't calling. Yes, you, know, you, you need Harvard. That. You're calling <laughs> Johnny Plumber down the road. You know. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a part of the problem is is elevating these things to be like making them, if not equal. I don't know what I don't know what a better word is, but like of of equal value, you know. And I think that's part of our problem is we don't see certain jobs in certain lights. Right. You know? When you say we, I guess it's us who have to change the culture about yes. that. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and I mean I think that's hopefully in education through through collective education of our children, through mm-hmm. education in our homes of our kids. I think that is where it all has to start. Well, that's why I love when you're talking about your class. You were teaching about the humor and policy, no, the dialogue class. Oh my word, we, I could definitely go on a rant here, but I'm going to rein it in. <laughs> I think that's, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's dialogue. I, I think, you know, I have six kids, and I mean, that's going to be a little, a little mission I'm sending out into the world, and I really value that, um, because I want, I, I think sometimes we are raising kids in, in, in a teaching environment of sort of like, well, there's things we just don't talk about. No, I think there should be less things we don't talk about and more the ability to talk about everything politely. That should be okay. Yes. You know? And to learn. I've learned a lot in the dialogue class because I heard perspectives I've never been exposed to. And yeah. we all have our own experiences and see the world based upon our background and to listen to other people with different backgrounds. It's like, hmm, wow. Yeah, and I think that has to happen in the classroom because it's not happening in other places. So I think it's it's the responsibility often, I mean, responsibility of parents maybe first, but when that doesn't happen, I think providing those classes in a higher learning situation is really valuable to say, yes, let's let's talk you know and listen and it, it makes a huge difference when you see something from someone else's point of view for just a minute you know it really does this is dialoguing yes we're doing it so what are your summer plans do you do you know continue doing research in the summer since you're not or do you teach in the summer 
So it depends, but this summer I'm doing research and I'm going to do some class prep and I'm hoping to take some vacation. Good. This is the first <laughs> summer that my husband hasn't been to summer school for like three years. Oh, good. And so I just want to be intentional. We'll probably go to Los Angeles. He's from LA. Okay. And so go visit his family out there and go hopefully get to a beach. We have tried oh. to go to Hilton Head two times and every time it rains so we just oh, <laughs> so i'm hoping the third time will be a charm yes you know another beach i love down there is fripp have you ever been to fripp yeah, no. nice. oh it's so beautiful it's just kind of quiet and Hilton Head's really nice too um any other travel plans besides oh, i mean la sounds it's like funny we plan to go to costa rica we had bought our tickets but then the person we're going to stay with said that we couldn't come after we bought our tickets oh no <laughs> Oh, no, that's not good. Oh. But at least we can use the tickets elsewhere. But can you just stay somewhere else? Like uh... maybe we'll see. Get an Airbnb, oh, sure. So that was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, real fun. <laughs> <laughs> a good story. Yeah. So your family's here in Greenville. Yes. But Demons is in LA. So that's okay. right. All right. Well, that's a long distance too, so you can't get to out there all the time. That's... His mom is with us now. Oh, she's good. Going to his graduation. Oh, exciting! <laughs> yes, that's fun. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, all right, so let's think of it. I'm trying to think. Well, let's talk to TR for a little bit. Um, so, you know, you've kind of done, you were here before, but you came back and then done a deep dive in TR. So what are you guys, what are your favorite, some of your favorite family activities in TR? Oh, there's so many. There are so many. I love things at Trailblazer Park. Oh, yeah. The Farmer's Market. I love any art-related activity that we have on Main Street and we can walk and do that. And then just going to the different restaurants. Yes. I, I was reflecting on that this morning, how much it just feels like a unified community because I was thinking about where I grew up and it was a neighborhood, but we didn't have activities and you see people and you're out there and you get your popsicles. Yes. <laughs> the common pops. Have you guys right. tried this? I have not. No. You haven't? Have no. you tried the common pops? Yes. And I had their avocado one and it what? was delicious. Uh, avocado and a popsicle? Yes. Is it? I mean, I like avocados. I try. I don't think I want they a popsicle. They called it avocado toast, but it was not savory. It was sweet and it was creamy. Interesting. I, I mean, I might, might try that. You might creamy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's better than, I don't know if I want a savory I had popsicle. A, it wasn't like savory. I had a pickle sweet. pop yeah. one time. A pickle pop. My kids used to make those a lot. Pickle, pickle pop. pop? Uh, yeah. How did you do that? Well, they just froze just fr pickle, freeze juice pickle juice. With that stick in it? <laughs> well, this was actually, we just bought, I bought them on a whim. Like, oh, they it actually was, were. It was, like, it was like in a popsicle oh, little, little plastic funny. thing. But like, yeah, it oh, was. Oh, oh, no. My kids love them. My eat. kids love pickle juice. Oh. They like they will drink the pickle juice. It's gross. Yeah. I, I do not care yeah. for pickle juice. But yeah, they froze it. They're like, Mom, we made our own popsicles. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Do you? You're like, right. don't touch your mom, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I got that. You can have those all three years. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Um, so does Sage um an only child. So yeah. um so what are some things that um I don't know, that for her like with two parents really active and active in education, but also you want her to kind of grow up as her own person. What are some ways that you guys do that? When I see her, I try to cultivate what she likes to do. So, for instance, anytime it's anyone, like an event or birthday, she plans the whole thing. She says, this is what we're going to do first. <laughs> then we're going to have the fashion show. Then we're going to have the dance part. And then we're going to get the cake. And so, I just occur, I'm like, you would be a great event planner. And now I'm talking to her about all the options in event planning. You could be one that goes to different locations. You might work at a convention center. You could work at an assisted living facility. <laughs> like, there's so many ways you could be an event planner. <laughs> and so I just try to just encourage her when yeah. she, like, 
Yes, that's fun. Oh yes, we've got we've got some questions. Yes, okay. So these questions now veer into just you know um, usually some pure randomness. Pure randomness. Yes. Oh, we've done before. <laughs> um, so the first one actually, this is this is more fun. Um, what would be your best day ever? What would be the best day? Hmm. My best day ever is having a talk show and I can have my different guests and I have the <laughs> audience and I, I just feel the energy. Right we now. should do a TR talk show. I would love to I do mean, a TR I, talk I show. I mean, I want to do a talk show too. I, I mean, that's why I love like the podcast. A, could do that on like YouTube or like, I mean, YouTube we totally live, could. Facebook live. Wow, we might. TikTok live. Uh, yeah, you could. TikTok would be a good start because you. Have well, you have to have a thousand. You got to have a thousand people though to have a. You go live on TikTok. You do? Half yeah. a thousand? Oh, interesting. But we could just tape it and then it Yeah, you could put like snippets or something, but it go, you know. I don't know if I could do How short is TikTok? It has to be pretty a short, minute. right? Oh, uh, you get three minutes now. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I could do it in three minutes, guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could put like, little snippets on it, but then you do it on like YouTube or something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that would be a fun day. And then getting to go walk in a beautiful park and have a nice meal, that would be a fun day for me. Yes. How about you, Brandon? What would be the best day for you? Uh, probably just, I just chill. You know, go fishing, chill. Yeah. Know. Maybe wake up and get a massage and then go do that. Yes, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think similar kind of things. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want it to be too freeform. That would not be relaxing to me or fun. I'd be like, I want to have a plan, but I want some things built in. But like, um, something outside, some beautiful mountain view would be important. And definitely food that I didn't cook. That would be always <laughs> nice when someone else prepares the meal. Um, that would be big. Yeah. Okay, would you rather have deep dish or thin crust pizza? A really important question here. Deep dish or thin? I just discovered thin a few years ago when my cousin came to visit and she ordered it. And I was like, this is tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it never occurred to me before then to ever try thin That's crust. really funny. And so I think I'd rather have that. Interesting. I like the thin crust because it's crispy on the bottom. Yeah. But I feel like you have to eat like the whole pizza. You do. The, have to get eat the, the whole same, pizza. Like the same amount you would get from like two or three slices. You do. That's true. <laughs> so it's like I feel like I just ate a whole pizza. <laughs> but it's probably like the same amount as the sure, actual like definitely. three it's slices. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I rationalize it. Yeah. I'm not really a thin crust fan. I mean, it's okay, and I'll have it sometimes, <laughs> but it is. Um, I really want something in between, not the deep dish. I, I like deep dish. One time we went to Chicago and we thought we had to try deep dish then, and it was really good. It was hard to eat because it's so thick, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. it was fun and it felt like in Chicago you should do what you Chicago. get the sauce on top. Is yeah. there another way it's to do cheese, it? cheese and then all the sauce on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what Chicago, we had. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it was really good, but I, was, I wanted to fork, but that felt like what people shouldn't do, but like I, <laughs> I think I needed it. So, all right, describe your sense of humor in one word. Ooh, that's tricky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have stumped you. Yeah. <laughs> encouraging? <laughs> Wait, is that sense of humor? I think can you are encouraging, but are you? Can sense of humor be encouraging? I don't know. That is a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I wouldn't peg you as a sarcastic person. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, I do funny things. It's like that kind of highlights what they're doing, or somebody does something funny, but not sarcastic and not yes. demeaning so yes. that's why I went with encouraging yeah <laughs> I have an encouraging sense of humor <laughs> you just laugh the whole time while yeah, you're like yeah encouraging you're so fun <laughs> <laughs> what about you I, don't... I think mine would I guess lean on sarcastic but yeah. it's like especially being a guy and growing up you know telling your mama jokes all the oh, time sure, and stuff. Sure I still think that is the height of humor is your, your, kids are your mama that. joke I bet you I don't know it's like it's too. so funny to me <laughs> I don't know My why. Word. But, I mean, you know, guys, it. we just sit there and just 
bust each other all day long, you know, and we're friends and laugh about it. I mean, we know nobody means anything by it. <laughs> right. But, you know, and then now I'm getting like where I have to kind of really know a person before I do that because you don't know how. You know, right, right. I might yeah. say you something that's like. You can't bust out like, your mama jokes. <laughs> yeah, I was like one time is. I was coaching my son's t-ball team and like we were you know we could do a few pitches to him to get him used to hitting and i just made a joke to a guy it was so it was funny to me i was like they might hit the ball if they uh if we had a better pitcher and he got so mad at me yeah, I was like, you were it, was, it was just a joke it was funny like i thought it was hilarious but you know i didn't mean anything about it but, i mean that's kind of my sense of humor yeah but most you know people so. i know will just laugh about it but like, yeah i guess so or you know, something like that and once but, they know you too yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. I can tell your mama joke that is like the best <laughs> oh, <to me>. man. <laughs> <laughs> It's still funny to me. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Did you ever get in fights over mama, your mama joke? No, we always, it was like, everywhere, when I went to school, we were all friends. Like okay. everybody, like everybody in the school kind of knew each other. We were all, I mean, we had little cliques or whatever, but like we all knew each other. We were all friends. We, you know, we, we basically all of us went to school from elementary school all the way up to high school together, so we all knew each other, so we just okay. bust each other all the time. And just, so, Shanice, I probably don't want you to become her mom, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can think of one word for my humor. Maybe dry. I, I don't like, um, like, I don't like slapstick humor. Like, I don't think that's funny. I don't know why. Like, in TV shows. I bet you like slapstick. I do. <laughs> But one of my puns, kids, we were laughing. Puns are pretty funny. Yeah, my, that's my son. He's like, I love slapstick and puns. We were actually just discussing this in the car the other day, what kind of humor. Because they're like, we can't figure out your humor, Mom. And I'm like, but I'm really funny. But I think, I don't think that my kids think I'm as funny as I want them to think I am. Yeah. So maybe dry. I like, um, I do like sarcasm, actually. And I like dry, you know, TV shows that have like, I don't know, like Arrested Development and, I don't know. Throwing a dad joke every now and then. Yes, I I can't pull off a dad joke. I do try and make them, but they're not funny. Like I don't do a good job with them. I don't deliver them. Yeah, a lot of times I'll say something I think is hilarious, and everybody be like, "What did you just say?" I tell you, you (laughs) it's like, yeah, it was not funny. Yeah, and the kids are like, "Mm "Mm-hmm, funny, mom." Yeah. Well, this time I'm breaking out the white New Balances when I leave the. The, the hospital, the white New Balances are coming out. Why are those? Those like, are the dad shoes. Really? Why? Yes. You know what? Actually, those giant, tall white shoes are trendy everywhere. That's now. what I'm getting. I mean, my my um, my. Do you have you seen these shoes? No. Um, my teenage <laughs> daughter is all about them. Like they they almost have yeah, maybe huh. a two inch yeah. base, and then the shoe on top of it. Wow. They're just tennis shoes. You have not seen these shoes, and the kids no. maybe not maybe not wearing college, maybe it's high school. Yeah. Look around at feet, but okay. giant white shoes. Okay. Just like yeah. really large. I'll look. Like, yeah, you see if you see them. And maybe it's not, maybe it's high school. I'll probably see them everywhere. Yeah, now you will. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm leaving the hospital with those. That's my so jeans, funny. shorts, and a shirt tucked in. <laughs> Do it. It's going to be my dad attire from now on. <laughs> the, white, the, the tall white shoes are in, though. They yeah, are got to have the socks, over. too, that go like halfway up the, the ankle. <laughs> I mean, I think shorts? those are cool with the kids, but like not the white ones. No, no, just colored socks yeah. up the ankle. Yes, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is. So, we trendsetters. Maybe, maybe you need a pair. Be of ready shoes. for grilling. I might. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, if people want to follow you on social, or can they do that, or follow the chamber, or I have a Facebook social. Um, Shanice Chris travels rest city council, so you can go there for Facebook. I do have an Instagram at Shanice Chris. And random, I have a fun YouTube channel called Exercise and Kitchen Talk. Yes, you do. I oh. forgot about that. <laughs> Where my mom and I do exercises. We'll dance. Why you cook? No, we we dance in the kitchen. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, that would be like impressive, and like flipping pancakes so or something while you're doing like I've jumping jacks. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. I've seen one of them, and I actually forgot that. I need to go back and watch some more. <laughs> we have several episodes 
over ten now. Awesome. Wow. I think I watched the first one, and then <laughs> it was a cute idea, though. I love it. I love that you yeah. do it with your mom too. All right, Lacey, where do we find you at? Travelers Just Here, um, website, Instagram, Facebook, all the same name. All right, you find me at Tim's Mobile Detailing on all the platforms. Thanks. This was uh, we had a good time out here today, and thanks for coming out. Yeah. Tim's Mobile Detailing makes having a clean vehicle easy and convenient. We come to your home or office. We specialize in anything from maintenance detailing to ceramic coatings. Please follow us on all the social medias at Tim's Mobile Detailing. Thanks. Have a great day. We'd love for you to follow along at Traveler's Rest Here. We share the stories of the people and the places of TR a town that is just as charming as its name. Find us online at TravelersRestHere.com, on Facebook at Travelers Rest Here, and on Instagram at Travelers Rest Here. Subscribe online to our weekly newsletter for events and stories in TR. See you online.